everybody. I'm going to talk about a grateful heart today. How many people here have a grateful heart? Just, just one or two? Let me get, how many people that really want to get loud about having a grateful heart? Let me hear you. That's what I, I know it. I can see it the way you guys uh, love on one another, the way you guys serve and everything else. But we're going to talk about that today and kind of just get ourselves out of the way. You ever have to get yourself out of the way sometime? I have to do that often because I want the Lord to shine through. But we have a, a choice in the matter. And today we're going to be talking about several things. But think about this. Do you ever take time to just think about how grateful you are? It sometimes is difficult with the worries of the world, and, and we need to take more of the word in. But so many things going on. How many people got busy schedules? Hands everywhere. A couple of feet sinking up there, man. Yeah. I mean, we get busy in life, and, and we know that getting busy doesn't necessarily make us better. But you know what? We want to be effective in life. Sometimes we have to slow down so we can kind of move forward. Amen? Sometimes we've got to rethink a few things. And that's what I see. And sometimes we just got to regroup. And, and, and I'll tell you what helps me to just have a song in my heart. I don't know about you guys. I try to sing a little bit. Uh, but I, one thing I found about being in the band business, if you're in the band business, surround yourself with good musicians and nobody will know the difference. Amen? I just up there. Yeah, go ahead on. There we go. But you know what? God loves a, a joyful noise. And it's about a heart condition. So today, I come to you just asking the Lord to, to work through me and, and, and hide me behind the cross as we talk about gratefulness. And it is a choice. Amen. So I, I want to share a few things. I know that a lot of times that, that we talk about worry. We got any good worriers here? We worry with the best of them, can't we? Yeah. Well, today, I'm hoping that we can kind of just shelf that and not pick it back up. And just trust in what God's doing. And I know it's a choice again, you know. So many things going on. And sometimes we can feel defeated. Sometimes we can feel overwhelmed. We can feel in the midst of the, the busyness and the storms of our life. Sometimes if we're honest, we say, Lord, where are you? And there's difficult times. So I, I believe this message is for everybody because I think everybody has felt like that at one time or another. But the truth of it is, is, is how we feel is not necessarily how it is. Amen. The feelings will lie to you. God will never lie to you. God will never leave you. And that's what we're going to be focusing on as we go through today. So, you know, I, I pray that, you know, as we go through our life, I want to make a lasting difference in what I do. How about you guys? You guys are so faithful and serving and doing and giving and, and loving on people and inviting people. And that's huge because you know what? We're only here for a short time, right? I, I'm not talking about an hour or so that we're at church. I'm talking about being in this world. And you know what? We're just passing through this world because we're not of this world any longer if we have a relationship with the Lord, right? That we know that during, during this time, we just do the best we can. But guess what? We're serving the best there is. And his name is Jesus. So I, I've had a lot of people as we're getting ready to open a new church and, and move our new location and stuff. Uh, I had people say, well, well what, what type of church is it? And I can, I can sum it up real fast. It's a Jesus church. I, I don't get into everything. I, it's a Jesus church. We preach Jesus. You can come as you are, but you know what? I believe that we're trusting in the power of God that he is going to transform your life and my life as we grab hold of the teaching of Jesus. Amen? So that's what I pray that we, we hear today and we see today, that you know what? There is so much that's coming at us, especially young folks. You know? You think about this. I went the other day at work to do my hearing test. I know you guys are thankful because a lot of times you're going, you got to say it louder, right? So they look back and they pulled up hearing tests from 1984 till now. I think she slipped just a little bit over the time, right? But this was the thing the guy told me. He said, you know what's amazing? He says, I got a lot of young people.
college folks come in here. Now, the higher your level gets on that, you know, it should, you know, five is good, ten's good, thirty's not bad, thirty-five, you know, I'm in the forties on some range, like in the talking range. That's why when you're talking to me, it's not my neck, I'm just trying to hear, I'm doing, leaning into it. And what he told me was this. He said, I've got college kids coming in here that are at 60. Now, I have been in the, the tunnel, wind tunnel business and stuff for 35 years and played music probably just as long. And I try to wear hair protection and everything. And my worst is at a 40. Okay, I'm thankful that that's as bad as it is, right? And they've got folks that have 60 already. And I thought, man. And he says a lot of it is from the earphones because it's direct in their ear. So we have to be careful. And I didn't know I was going to speak on this, but God's just showing me this this morning. What you let in your ear will start shaping the way you react, the way we do, the way we give, the way we love, the way we forgive. So I tell you what, I pray that your ears are open, just like Uncle Carl prayed earlier, but more than that, that your hearts are open to the word today. Because I'm going to tell you about a loving God. I'm going to tell you about a Savior that will never leave you or forsake you. I'm going to tell you about the blood of Christ that cleanses us from all our unrighteousness. I'm going to tell you about... Why, I'm thankful. How about you? That's what we're going to share today. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead. If you got your Bibles with you, we're going to be predominantly in uh, Psalm 95. We're going to do like the first three verses and work through that. And it says, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout to the rock of our salvation. Man, when we come in here, do we just tap our feet? Or are we just going, yeah, okay. Or are we really coming to sing for the joy of the Lord? Now, that doesn't mean you got to be opera or anything else you know like we said early on sometimes it's just a, a joyful noise but i want to know what's the posture of your heart you got a choice in that see when i get up in the morning i'm thinking lord we get to come to church i'm going to see my friends we're going to have the opportunity to impact lives with the changing message of, of of god changing lives it never changes but the the one that, that gave it all the death burial and resurrection of the lord jesus christ he said when i'm lifted up i'll draw people to me See, if you want to know what we preach, it's Jesus Christ lived a sinless life. He died on the third day, poured out his blood for our sin, and rose on the, he died and rose on the third day. And he's sitting on the right-hand side of God. That's the gospel. That's the good news. That's what's going to save you. Amen? And so that's what we always wanted to be, the centerpiece. The centerpiece. Heading in the right direction of what God's doing. Amen? So with that being said, think about this. Do you got a song in your heart today? Are you grateful today? Look to your left. Look to your right. Look at your brothers and sisters here. Hey, for those that are not here, think about them and lift them up. You know, we got people traveling. We got people going through difficult times. But I'm going to tell you what. Church is more than a building. Amen? Amen. It has very little to do with the building. But we're blessed to have a place that we can come together and charge up and then go back out into the highways and the hedges. Amen? So that's what I'm talking about today. So I want to go a little deeper. And like I said, if you got your Bibles with you, that's fine. If not, um, I've got most of the stuff right here that we're going to be sharing. Okay? So I'm going to read through this, and then we'll break it out a little bit. So the rock of our salvation. When you think about that, do you think about Jesus Christ being the rock of your salvation? you got to make it real. you got to grab hold of that by faith. He says again, he says, come and let us sing for the joy of the Lord. Let us shout to the rock of our salvation. Let us enter his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him in song. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. Notice that it's got the little G. And the God we serve is the big G. He's the one and only true God. Amen. Let me help you with that. People say, well, what do you believe? Let me tell you what I believe. 
We believe Jesus is the Son of God. We believe that he is the only way of salvation. Amen. So when I walked back through this, I said, if you know Jesus, you should have some serious joy. Now, I don't mean when you drop something on your foot, you're just going to go, "Woo! praise the Lord. I bet you I'm going to lose a toenail on that one, right? But I'm talking about that deep-rooted joy, even in the midst of the situation, that we know that this is temporary, that God's in control. And even if we don't understand things this side of heaven, that we understand the one who's working all things together for the good. And I want to encourage you with that. If you're in a difficult spot right now, look, I know sometimes it's hard to praise when your heart is crushed, when you feel bad, when you're weak, when you're under the weather. But I'm going to tell you what. Like I said, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Just start out with a little praise on your lips. I said, we have something to shout about. He is the rock of our salvation. He is the strong foundation that we rest upon. Anybody uh, remember Isabel? I always think about a foundation. When Isabel came through the storm, I think it was 2003, right? If you lived in Pocosin, you probably remember that if you were around here. And I'm going to tell you what. The foundation of your house was a big deal. Was it low? Was it high? Was it strong? Because when the storms of life come in, let me tell you, that water and the waves come in, let me tell you, you're going to find out what you believe. And you're going to find out what's going to hold on. I'm going to tell you what, just like in that physical deal that I'm talking about in Isabel, I bet you there was a whole lot of spiritual time that we really found out what our foundation was, wasn't it? You ever seen people that never pray before start praying when things get bad? Better late than never. But I'll tell you what, we don't have to wait till things are bad. Why don't we start because things are good? Why don't we praise God for what he's doing, that we're here today, that we're up today, that we can hear today, that we have a place to come today. Think about that. I said, how many love to be in the presence of the Lord? Think about that. Lord, give us that, that, that time here today. Meet us here. You know, I know for, for me, it, it sometimes it's different. Sometimes it's, it's just that it seems like in the midst of a busy schedule or whatever, if I can get away and spend some time with God, it just becomes me and God. And, and sometimes I, I think that, that's what I need more and more and more of. And I think I have a fair amount of that. And I find out I can always use more. How about y'all? I can always charge up a little bit more. Because I'm going to tell you what, what you put in is what you pour out. And if you want to pour out some good stuff, you got to be plugged into some God stuff. Amen. That's what we need right there. So what are we drinking in? Are we drinking in the presence of God? Are we thankful again? And then I come on down here. I had a couple of things. I said, this brings joy. I said, I love to sing about the praises of God. I love that. I love looking through the Psalms. I, I love sharing stuff that, that Jesus has done. I love hearing testimonies, what God's done in your life. I, I, I love that. You know, our new neighbors where we're getting ready to move, believe it, um, I've been talking to them and sharing stuff, and they're believers. And one guy was saying, man, I'll tell you what, when you got some more time, I want to tell you my story. And, and I was like, man, I want to hear it. Right? I said, you know what? Just come on over on some Sunday. We got room for you. And so, you know what? Isn't it exciting when, when, when you share about what God has done, not what you're doing, but what God is doing in you. Because what God is doing in you will soon be what God is doing through you. Amen. And that's the big picture. And we come on down here. I said, we need to just <coughs> put the Lord at the top of what's going on. He's the one true God. I'm just breaking this out. I said, so in, in the midst of this here, how do you stay in that mindset? I mean, things are busy. The bills are coming. Your back is hurting. The kids are doing what they do. Your husband is doing what he does. Notice I didn't say the ladies are doing what they do. They do, they do right, don't they? <laughs> I got an anniversary coming up, buddy. I ain't, I ain't crazy. I ain't crazy. But uh, I tell you, you know, it's, it's something. When we deal with people, you know what? 
we need to have a dose of grace. We need to have a, a little bit of forgiveness. We need to have some compassion, amen? Because what helps me in that area, and I'm still working on it every single day, but I think about how good God is to me. And I have to step back some time and go, man, you know, how do I respond to this? How, how do I go to this? I should be responding from the throne of God, being a representative of the Lord in these situations. And guess what? Sometimes we do better than others. But how do we keep that mindset? How do we, how do we walk in the power of his grace? You know what? We have a choice. Amen. So sometimes, if you got your notes today, you can start right here. It's about a change of focus sometimes. Because we get so focused on what? We get focused on ourselves. So we need to get your eyes off yourself. I'm not jumping on anybody's toes. I'm just telling you, this is what the Lord's preaching to me, and I'm going to share, you with, share it with you today, okay? You know what? I need to get my eyes off me. Because when we take off, sometimes we get all worried about what's going to happen. And then all the phone calls. Did he call? Did I not call? What's going on? All these different things. What else happened? But think about this. How many know this true? When we get our eyes off ourselves, you can see a whole lot more. You can see a whole lot more. You might not understand everything that's going on right at the time, but I tell you what, you got a broader view. You got a broader view of what's going on, and that's powerful. So when we get our eyes off ourselves, it helps to get the focus back on God. We need to keep the focus on there, and that's exactly where it needs to be. When our focus shifts from Him to us, we miss His best. Amen? We miss His best. I don't know about you. I think sometimes I can do okay, just being honest. But I can't do what Jesus can do. And I'd rather be in the best position to get the best in this life so that I can share what's going on. Now, how about you guys? How many people, let me ask you this. This just popped in my heart. How many people are, are doing what they like in their life? Whether it's a job, career, or what? I'm just, I'm just asking something to think about. How many people are doing what they like? Right? Few? Some people thinking about it, yeah. I would say, just, just at a glance, less than half the people are doing what they like, what they feel called to. That ain't even in the notes right there. What do you have to do? What do you have to hear from God to be doing what he's called you to do? That's a side note. I don't know. That's not in the notes, but it's just the Lord's just laying that on me today. What is it? If we got a room full of people and half the people in here feel like they're not doing what they've been called to do, then maybe we better change our focus. Doesn't mean it's bad. Doesn't mean any, it doesn't mean you're a failure. Doesn't mean anything. I'm just saying, guess what? It's a good time to change our focus. We need to evaluate our lives, don't we? We need to look at that and say, okay, hey, Lord, is this where you have me? Is this what you want out of my life? Lord, what's going on? And to do that, we got to get our eyes off ourselves because what we do, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this, instead of this. Lord, what would you have me to do for you? How would you like to use my life with the skill set and the gifting and, and, and my personality and where I'm at and where the family I've been born in, how would you like to use me, Lord, in this short life that we have? I don't care if you live 120 years. How would you like to use me to bring glory to you? I'm going to tell you what. I believe God would answer that prayer. How about that? Because you know what? We're not in control. He's in control. And we want to align our life with him. And a lot of times when we don't feel like we have joy in our heart because we're kind of going down our path instead of his path, amen? Aren't you glad that God lets you change lanes? Aren't you glad that he'll come get you out of the ditch, you know? 
But I think each day we have a choice, right? And we can change our focus so fast. But if we change our focus from self to him, we're going to start seeing a whole lot more. Now, this is something we've been sharing last week in our Bible study on Tuesday nights. I invite you guys to come out. It's been a great study. We've got many more lessons. It's always a good time to get together with our brothers and sisters in the Lord. And if you're uh, curious about what it's going to be like, is it going to be testing answers and raise your hand? You know what? It's going to be very laid back. And we're going to go through the Word of God and encourage one another in the Word of God. So look at this. 1 Peter 5, 5 says, God oppresses the proud but gives grace to the humble. I think I'd rather be the humble. How about you guys? Think about that. We can get prideful, can't we? Now, pride comes out in all different ways, right? You know, when we, we share something or share something with somebody and, and they don't have the same view as that, guess what? Pickle lip, man. Think about that. If things are not going at the way we want them or the time we want them, do we get, get a little jealous or prideful or irritated and stuff like that? What would happen if we continue to cultivate our heart, realize that God's in control, get our eyes off ourselves? Guess what? I think that starts producing some humbleness in our life. Because I know this. I heard a guy say this one time. I used to play music with him, a drummer buddy of mine. And, it, and it, it, this has been 20 years ago. And I said, man, tell me something God's doing good in your life. And he said, man, the only good thing that's going on in my life is God, because I'll mess it up if it's just on me. And he was serious about that. And I thought, as I walked away, I said, boy, you, you're preaching the truth, isn't it? He said, man, God is what's good in my life. This is what's going on. And so what he was doing, he wasn't jamming himself up or anything like that. I don't believe we got to put ourselves down. I just believe we put God in the proper place, and he'll pull us up. How about that? I believe as we keep our eyes and our focus on the things of the kingdom and the things of the Lord, God's going to take us where we are and bring us along and use you in a way that the only answer there is, whoo, they've been with Jesus. Amen? Sound like Ric Flair, didn't it? <laughs> Just a little side note. But I, I tell you what, isn't that something as time goes by and people start looking at your life and they go, man, how in the world is this going on? What, what's happening? And guess what? People will be drawn to you because you're lifting up the Lord. And they're drawn to you for a reason so that you can tell them about the Lord. You can tell them about what he's doing. I'll tell you what, I've had lunch with you guys and hung out and had phone calls and prayer. And that's what I love about our church family. They are quick to give God the praise. Amen. Doesn't he deserve it? Isn't he worthy? Didn't he pay the ultimate price? Look at that. So sometimes in the busyness, what we need to do is look to his goodness. I have to remind myself that because I can start looking at the mountain instead of the message sometimes. Man, that's a tall hill. Boy, there's a lot of stuff that's got to be done. I don't know if we're going to make the deadline. Oh, my goodness. Oh, this is coming on and that's coming on. How many people fill their schedule to the fullest, then got it running over, and then check your calendar to see if you can put some more stuff on it. I guess I'm the only one. Hey, and I'll, I'll be truthful. Guess what? If you're not careful, people will help you load your schedule. Amen? <laughs> no, it's not a bad thing. It don't mean you don't love somebody. It just means I can't do no more. Right? And so in the midst of that, how much time does God get on your calendar? I've said it many times, you know, you got an hour meter on your, on your uh, boat and on your lawnmower and speedometer and it tells you odometers how many miles you put on your car and everything else. How many people know how many miles on their car? How many miles on your car, man? He knows that. He, look at that. See, most guys will know that, right? Brian, how many miles on your car, on the truck? All right, y'all ready? 
How many hours you spend in the Bible this week? Do, 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 do. I'm not picking on anybody, but see, think about that. If we took that, because, you know, it's like, man, you know, I'm, I'm, every time I get in the car, I'm looking, okay, I got an oil change coming up. I want to make sure my vehicle has good health, right, and things like that. We know that. Guys know that stuff, it seems like. But I wonder if our eyes and heart was tended to and looking towards how much time we spend with God. Wouldn't that be amazing? A little hour meter on your Bible. We ought to make one of those. Somebody probably try to rig it. They just go like this. I've been, in, I've been in the Bible 365 days, man. I'm going. And I did it in a minute and a half. <laughs> but you know what the problem is? Guess what your return's going to be? About a minute and a half. But man, as we dig in, it's not about even how much time is the quality of time. Amen. It's about the quality of time that we spend with our family. It's the quality of time that we spend with our Savior. That starts changing everything with our, our, our kids. But you know what? Not only that, as we continue to look to his goodness, guess what? I pray that God produces a humble heart. I'm going to start with me. With me. How about you? I want to have a humble heart. Not just, oh, yes. No, to realize, God, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you right now. I am grateful to be in a place that I can share the gospel message. I'd probably pop if I couldn't talk about Jesus. I'm just telling you. That God has put that in my heart, in my spirit. I am so grateful for the privilege to be able to share the message. But guess what? We all have that privilege, right? Are we taking advantage of that? You know, it humbles me that God will give me an opportunity. I'm, amen. It humbles me that God gives us so many great opportunities. You know what? As a church, we have an opportunity to impact lives all over the world through the Internet. We have an opportunity to impact the school systems right here. We have an opportunity to pray for our nation, for our countries, for our president. We have an opportunity. We have a weapon called prayer. But a lot of times we take that weapon, man, and we just let the dust grow on it. But I'm going to tell you today, I pray that this, as we change our focus, that we get into the prayer mode. That we get into the focus on God mode. That we realize that God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. How many people like grace? That's good stuff. My, my buckrow translation of that has always been this. When you get your hand caught in the cookie jar, you want grace. But when it's your cookie jar, you want their hand. Isn't that something? And, and what I mean by that is this. Do you ever think about how much God forgave you? When I start thinking about how much God loves me, on a personal note, in, in my state, in my situation, regardless, to realize that Jesus Christ came and lived his life, you got to make it personal for me, for you. And, and, and poured, laid his life out to pay for our sin debt. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all have sin. Why do we sin? Because we're born into it. That's why we need to be reborn, the new birth. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new is come. Are you ready for that newness? Are you ready to call on the name of Jesus? And if you have called on the name of Jesus and put your faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of what he's done and what he's doing each and every day for us, interceding on us, are you excited about that? Are you sharing that? Because I'm going to tell you, that's the only message there is. That's the only message there is. There's nothing more important in someone's life, if you ask me, than making sure that your circle of impact knows Jesus. I want to make sure my kids know Jesus. How about that? 
You tell them, baby. Start them young. Yeah, amen. That's right. That's right. People say, what's the dynamics of your church? I said, from five months old on up. Don't, we don't cap it. We don't cap it on e- either way. Because you know what? We know that I tell you, as young folks, man, they are, they're open to that. And if you don't take the time, moms and dads, aunts, uncles, grandparents, and everybody else, to show them the way, the world will. The world will. Whose responsibility is that? I take that responsibility very, very serious as a dad, right? As a brother in the Lord, as a pastor. But just on a personal note, just as a dad, I want people to know, know about that. I want my, I, when, when the boys had friends over, hey, if I had an opportunity, I'd tell them about Jesus. If I didn't have an opportunity, I would make an opportunity to tell them about Jesus. It just would. Because it, it's all right. You know, how many people had the house where all the kids hung at your house? That's a blessing, isn't it? At times. So you got to go to bed. But you say, well, at least we know where they're at. And at least they kind of know what we believe. And you know what's, what that is? It builds those relationships. And even to this day, even though the, my, my kids are grown and things like that, I'll see folks at the grocery store, different things like that. And they still know that they can still talk to Mr. Buddy. They still know that he'll pray for us. They still know, you know what? Hey, uh, Jesse's dad or Thomas's dad or whatever, you know, I, I can talk to him about stuff. And my promise has always been to the kids. I said, man, we could talk about anything you want. We could pray about anything you want. But if it's about your health or anything like that, don't put me in the middle because we're going to have to tell you folks. But if it's just regular stuff, whatever, I mean, I'm with you. Call me. Stop by. If you need somebody to drive you home, I, I, I might not say much about it. I'll come get you. We'll talk about it tomorrow with a clear head. I don't want anybody in a bad spot. How about you guys? Because you know what? You're worth it. I see the value. Do you see the value in others? Here's something else we got to work with, right? We got to change our focus off ourselves onto the Lord. But guess what? We need to die to doubt. Amen? How do we do that? This is what the Lord showed me the other night when I was studying through here. Doubt dissolves in his presence. Everything slips away. Have you ever been spending time just praying with the Lord and things are heavy and it's, it's just going on? And, and you meet with God and all of a sudden things start to change. That doesn't mean your problem is ultimately fixed right then. But guess what? He's repairing, restoring, and working in our hearts. Understanding, you know what? God's got this. God's got this. I need some more uh, bracelets. I done gave them all out. How many people have been giving out their bracelets and encouraging folks? Amen. I see, I see them all over the place. I love it. Because it's bigger than us. It's bigger than us. Don't forget. So look at this. When I think about this, I said, we, 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 it switches our focus back on to the Lord. But when the presence of the Lord is here, everything else seems to fade away. His love washes over us. His forgiveness restores us. His compassion overwhelms us in a good way. How about that? You know, there's so many times you meet folks that, I, I know with me and probably with you guys too. I talked to folks yesterday. We were out in, in, in that uh, a little event and, and met a lot of people and share things. And, and if, if you're the preacher guy, they will get you on the side and ask you all the hard questions, right? Yeah, I'm out there walking my dog. They go, hey, you got a minute? <laughs> yeah. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? And you know, sometimes you got the answer, sometimes you don't, but I point them to the one that has all the answers to the Lord. You know? You know? I don't understand why this happens and this happens and all these different things. But you know what? That's where the faith comes in. And I'll tell you what I do believe. I believe that we can go to Christ with anything. 
And I believe that maybe we might not understand a lot of things this side of heaven, but God's working it all together for the good. And I know that he's a good God because the word says all good gifts come from him. So I'm going to go with what God says. I'm not going to go with how I feel. I'm not going to go with what they're saying on the media. I'm not going to go with anything like that. I'm going to go with the word of God, set it in the center of my life and do my very best for that to anchor my heart. Guess what? Sometimes I'm over in the weeds. How about you guys? But God will bring you back through spending time with him. Look at this. Verse 2 and what we have here on uh, Psalm 95, 2. Let us enter his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him in song. I, I, I love the, the breakout when you start looking at these things. We have the privilege to enter into the presence of God. How about this? Maybe even at this age, but maybe when you were younger, they had a little birthday party. Say little John had a little birthday party. And you're in school and they pass out all the, the invites, but maybe you didn't get one. How'd you feel? That ever happened to you? Was that old thing? Red Rover, Red Rover, somebody right over you, the last one to be picked? All that, huh? Am I talking to anybody? Been passed over at the job, passed over for the raise, all those things. Guess what? When you're in Christ, you're not passed over. Amen? You sat in the family. You got the invitation. All right? You got the invitation. He says, come on, bring it. Right? All those things, when, when, it, when the load's heavy, he says, hey, come to me. I'll help you with it. When, when things, when everybody don't understand what's going on in your life, he does. We have a Savior that, that, that came and walked through all these things so that he could relate to us. And so that he could purchase us out of our sin debt and set us in the family. But sometimes we just sit on the sidelines. Man, I'm going to tell you what. If, if, you know, you got a bank account, I'm a guy that looks like the, at the pie chart stuff, Right? I would bet you if there's a pie chart on my, my spiritual walk, it's probably like this. And I probably have lived a whole lot under where I could be living in that. Meaning I've let worry come away, come in there and, and, and steal away some of my joy. I, I've let, uh, you know, just bad decisions pull, pull me away from different things. But the good news is this. You're still in the family. You're qualified in Christ. The Bible says while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. That means, you know what? Just the way you are, just because of the way you are, everything else, I still love you. Amen. I love you, and I'll tell you how much I love you. I'm going to lay down my life and purchase you out of your sin debt. And when you turn around and you put your faith and trust in me, you will be with me forever in heaven. Amen? Somebody ought to say amen about that. Because I'm going to tell you what, in this world, it gets rough. When the water's coming in your boat, when the wind's blowing, how many people saw that wind coming up the other day? Man, things going on, everything else made me think about the disciples. They're out on the boat, and, and they see something, and there's a storm going on, and they see something that looks like a ghost coming across there, and they go, wait a minute, it looks like it's Jesus. Everybody else goes, whoa, what's going on? And guess what? Who's our main man? Peter says, hey, Lord, if it's you, just tell me to come out there. Now, first off, if I was on that boat, I'm just thinking, I'm saying, you're crazy. I'd be holding on to everything. Yeah, take him. But see, you know what? We're not talking about the other guys in the boat this morning, are we? We're talking about Peter, the one that stepped out. See, sometimes in our life, we got to step out. We got to die to doubt and say, you know what? I know it doesn't look like this. It doesn't sound like this. I don't really care. I'm going to step out and trust God. Amen? I'm going to step out and trust God, and I'm going to go with that. I'm going to stand for what God said in the midst of the peer pressure at school, in the midst of stuff at work, all those different things. I watched a movie last night. I think it was that uh, last little bit of Courageous, and they had a guy come in, and he had gave his life to the Lord. And he was working hard and everything else, and they brought him in to do an interview. And uh, so they were interviewing him and saying, hey, look, uh, basically, 
they kind of set him up. They said, hey, look, uh, if we get 10 of these, I'll just say 10 of these boxes in, uh, we'd like you to just say we got eight and we put the other two to the side and we can make some extra money. And the guy said, what? They said, yeah, nobody, nobody's going to know. He said, we can, we can, we can do that. He said, he's like, I, 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 don't, I don't know about that. He said, well, we thought you might be on board with us. He said, well, uh, he said, why don't you just go home and think about it? So he goes home and tells his wife, he said, baby, they want me, they want me to lie. They want, they want to steal from the company. He said, she said, well, that's your big boss and everything. You know, they're going to fire you. If not, you can't tell. You can't. He said, I got to tell somebody what they're doing down there. And she's like, oh, my God, you gotta, we're just getting on our feet. What's the big deal? Just let it go. Don't worry about it. Everybody does it. Come on. Is that what happens? So the next day he comes back and he goes into the meeting and they said, well, I think his name was Javier. Are you going to play ball with us? He says, sir, uh, I, I can't do that. I will not be a part of that. And man, as he's sitting across the desk, this is a powerful scene right here. He's sitting across the desk. He says, you know, y'all been good to me. I'm getting my life back together. But uh, I'm going to do what the Lord says. And, and he's sitting like this. And he goes, sir, I won't be a part of that. But what he didn't realize, the guy sitting across from him, was reaching out his hand. It was a setup to see, would he go with the world or would he go with that? And he looks up and he says, we're going to put you in charge of this whole operation over here. Wow. Now, I know that's TV, but I'm going to tell you what. I've worked for different places and different things that I've seen. I've had a lot of side jobs, and I know this. They used to have a guy. I don't want to get out too much stuff, but there was a business that a friend of mine was working in. And they would have people come in to solicit him to try to get him to sell stuff out the back door to see if they were faithful. Because if they did, they're going to fire him. Ain't that something? Some went home. Some went up. So I use that illustration right there. Don't think that people are not watching. Stand for what you believe. And even if they cut you loose, God's got something better. Amen? Amen? And I know it's hard. I put myself right there in that guy's spot. I said, man, he is just getting his life back together. You know? How many of us would have said, man, it's just a couple of boxes. Who cares? I, you know, that's on them. I'm just going to do my thing. But see, our thing is this, is to do what's right. The Bible says it's sin if we know what to do and we don't do it. Right? right? We don't do what's right. So, so what does that tell you? I don't care if anybody else is looking. God is. We got to set it in our heart and dissolve that doubt and walk in what he said. Amen. So look at this. We need to choose to look up sometimes. Sometimes in the midst of things, we go, man, this is not good. What, what happened? I just got it. Just, just, what did I say? Man, this is not good. What did I do? I looked down. Your body's programmed. Like, man, that's not good. How do I go? Lord, this is not good. Now, I'm looking up. My, my heart is, is a, Lord, I don't know what's going on, right? Now, I don't think you necessarily got to raise your hands and everything else, but I'm telling you, your, your body doesn't usually lie. You get around somebody you don't like, they know it. Hey, how you doing? Hey, okay, all right. <laughs> right? Is it, am I telling you the truth, right? You can tell that. 
You know, you get back in the car, and then y'all always have that conversation about the guy that you just met, right? God, he's a little crazy, ain't he? Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, he's, a, yeah, he's all right, yeah. I can only imagine what they say. Hey, he loves Jesus, don't he? Back away. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm okay. You know, I'm just saying, Lord will use that too. But choose to look up. But we got to guard our heart too. Just like I was talking about those young folks, and I listen to a lot of stuff in my ears, and I'm going to tell you what. I wish, me and my buddy was talking the other day when I brought my hearing thing back, and I laid it on the desk. He goes, ooh, that's not good. I said, if I'd have been listening instead of hearing all those years ago, I probably would have been better off, right? I still wear ear protection and things like that. I remember years ago when I was playing in the bands and stuff and I went to do my hearing test and this lady stopped the test and came in there and she goes, have you been firing a gun? <laughs> I said, no. It always sounds like a test pattern going off in my ear. You know? She said, you got to get some other ear protection. Something like that. So you know what? It was such a big deal to her that she, she, she got all these different places. You could do this for music and this and this and this. And I started using it, and it really helped me. I thank the Lord for somebody putting her in my life to save my hearing then. But we think, oh, man, I'm okay. It'll stop ringing in a couple of days. <laughs> and that's just stupid. I'm just telling you. Yeah. But you know what? That same thing. We do the same thing when somebody's trying to tell us the gospel sometimes. We do that same thing when somebody's trying to pray for us sometimes. We have, maybe not now, but over time. Isn't that something? When's the last time you just prayed for somebody in the mall? When's the last time you just said, we, we ought to just pray about it? You know? You say, well, I, that's not my thing. Well, you know what? I'm going to trust God's going to encourage you as he leads, as he leads, to step out. And maybe it's just listening. Maybe I, I don't know what it is. But I tell you what, I, I've shared this before. One of my buddies that really had an impact in my life, he would pray at a drop of a hat anywhere. I thought that was weird. Now I think it's normal. Right? i never forget. We were at work. Everybody was working. The machines are going on. Everybody was looking. Right? Everything's going on. He said, you know what? I don't know. He said, we just need to pray about that. He took his hat, slung it down on the desk, put his hand on me, and he's praying. I'm going... There's people looking. Guess what they did? They start praying too. They thought, what's going on? Are we going to lose our job? What's happening? And in that moment, I thought, I want to be more like him. Because isn't that what Jesus did? He didn't have no problem praying for somebody. What about the disciples? They didn't have no problem praying for someone. If I can't get over myself, how am I going to get over anything else? Again, I'm not saying you got to grab everybody and say, hey, I just want to pray for you today. I can tell you right now, I believe you're going to be doing all right, all right. Here we go. <laughs> Pastor Buddy, yeah, I'm in lockup. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to start a jail ministry. <laughs> so I'm saying, go with the leading of the Holy Spirit, okay? But I tell you what, guard your heart. Also something else. How about this? We need to choose our company wisely. Right? How many people have been around some bad company? Don't point at me. Yeah. Now, how many people going to be honest and they have been the bad company? My mama. I love her. I still blame stuff on Ronnie Beecham to this day. Ronnie, if you listen to it, you know, you know you get it. All the time we're doing it. She said, I, I, I wish y'all wouldn't drink like that. I said, Ronnie did it. Finally, when I come confess it, I said, Mama, it ain't Ronnie. It's not. Now, she likes Ronnie more than me half the time. She, 
But you know what? You always blame the other guy. You know it was you. You're right in the middle of that. Oh, my goodness. And, and, and you know, your mama wants to believe the best in you, right? I always say, Mom, was I in any trouble? Oh, no. See, my, mom, my mom's memory don't go back that far real good. So right now I'm living large. I'm doing, oh, yeah. But I got to tell you a little story. See, last week I was really busy, had some stuff going on. And so Danette and Miles said, you know, we're going to take your mom lunch. How about that? You busy? We'll just go over there. We, we haven't been overseas, Miss Ruthie. That's good. I said, that's great. So I called Miles. I said, what in the world happened over at my mama's house when I was gone? He said, what do you mean? She was fine. We were going to leave. She wanted us to stay more. I said, yeah. I said, when I got there, she was taking all my pictures out of the little, all the, all the frames and putting your picture in there, boy. <laughs> but she told she said, this is so crazy. My mom loves company now. Before she didn't. But you know what? We need to choose our friends wisely. I'm so thankful for the many friends that I have. I'm not just talking about the queen. I'm talking about some great friends that check in and lift us up. And I'm going to tell you what. People don't realize many times the beauty and the power and the blessing of having a church family that will stand with you until you don't have it. So I'm saying thank you for all y'all do. But you know what? We've got to continue to keep looking up. I'm not telling you don't hang out with people that are different than you. I'm just saying you be the influence. How about that? That's absolutely. Here we go. Bringing it on. How about, does anybody believe that there is some power in the praises? Thomas shares many times about, you know, many things throughout the, the Bible that when they started out and they would go into war, they'd have the praisers out front. Woo! I might not have been playing guitar if that was me back then. How about y'all? Hey, you, where the guitar? Out in the front, right? But see, it wasn't about the people. It was about the praise. It was about the heart. It was about how it transformed the atmosphere. And guess what? That still works today. You watch it, man. I tell you, I've been on many visits and stuff uh, to the hospital. One of the ones I was thinking about just popped up and went to see Miss Karen. You remember your friend that would sing for you? She had a nurse that would just sing praises. Go to visit, and I'm like, where's Miss Karen? I was like, I hear this lady singing. I said, well, I'm pretty sure I'm getting close, because I know they're going to be talking about Jesus if she's in there. And I go in there, and she goes, hello. I said, don't stop now. Man, she had the most beautiful voice, and she was so kind. Man, now that's, that's, that's some medicine right there. I'm going to tell you what, you get around some folks that believe and they're going to pray for you while you're at the hospital and everything else, I'd like to stay there. I didn't even want to leave. Because you know what? Surrounding yourself with folks that surround yourself with the power of praise, it's going to get on you, amen? Look at that. Grateful hearts are a great thing. I said a, a, a heart of gratefulness leaves no room for complaining. How to preach right there. For it's impossible to truly be thankful and filled with negativity and ungratefulness at the same time. Can you say, oh, praise the Lord, I can't believe that. Thank you, Jesus. You don't see nobody doing that. Man, when they're praising the Lord, their focus has been changed. It's on the things of God. Our hearts have been turned from our problem onto the problem solver. And we start to realize, God, you can do this. God, you will do this. God, I might not understand how, when, the time, but you are faithful to your word. So you know what? You got something going on. You find a promise of God and you stand on that and you say, Lord, I'm coming with you and reminding you of your word. Not that he needs reminding, but I'll tell you what. Don't you like to spend time with the kids? I'll tell you what. I used to like doing martial arts and stuff. Got into it a long time ago. Got about to a, I don't know, green belt. That's, that, that, that just means you've been a pinata for about four years is what that means. And then it goes to different levels. Then you're a brown belt, then a black belt. So Thomas comes along. 
And he starts doing karate. I said, this is good stuff, man. This is good. So I could help him at the time. And, you know, we get down on one knee and all this. Boy, I tell you what, anybody grab my boy at the bus stop, we're going to be praying for them. Right? Because I said, you only do this if you have to. So anyway, I remember this. We're riding back from karate. And he says, Pop, you always tell me never to quit anything. But you quit karate. I said, I'm just taking a break. So, as I signed up to be the new pinata boy, I was like, man, because you want to be the example, right? I don't want my kids to quit. I want them to finish. If they want to change their mind, that's okay at the end, but you're going to finish. We're going to do it. When we sign up for football, when I said stay with the flag football, and you said, no, I want to go to the other football, guess what? We're going to the other football all day long, all season long, every day long. I'm surprised they even watch football anymore, right? So I went back. And it's not about that. It's just the moral of the story. I didn't quit. How many know when you're 35 years old and they're beating you about the head, you want to quit? But I kept going. And one of the things they do so you won't quit, they charge you so much money you don't want to quit. Because I ain't paying again. Just beat me good this time because I'm going to get that belt. That's it. So I got the black belt right before Jesse was born. And we, me and Thomas had to do a bunch of running and all these things. And all. he said, Dad, this thing, because Thomas was like eight and a half, nine years old. He was going, he was just like a little piece of rubber. They kicking me, bounce back up, jumping around, everything else. And I'm like, wait for me, wait for me. So, and I remember this other thing that my child told me. We're running, because you got to run five miles before you start the black belt test anyway. We're running. He said, Dad, just think, eight and a half more years, you'll be running with Jesse. I said, Stop. <laughs> I am not going to be running. You'll be running with your brother because I ain't running with him. And then Jesse was born. And I was there. And I saw all the stuff y'all women go through. And when Denise got home, I said, baby, you can have the black belt because I ain't that tough. So give the women a hand clap right there. I'll tell you what. Amazing ladies. I have a grateful heart <laughs> that I'm a guy. That's for sure. Look at this here. Praise makes the enemy flee. When we continue to speak praises and speak the promises, the enemy don't want to hear that. I believe it's like nails on the chalkboard to the devil. Eep. My God said he will provide. He said no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. He said seek ye first the kingdom of God. He says it's by grace you saved through faith out of yourself. It's a gift to God. Nothing's going to separate me from the love of God. No man can pluck you out of God's hand. I'm thinking, whoo, anybody's faith building any? Just talking about God's word, standing on those things. He's going to work all things together for the good. I might not see it right now. I might still feel the pain in some areas and stuff like that uh, from my bad choices and different things like that. But I know that when I speak the word, it's going to back up. I'll give, you, I'll give you a perfect example. If you talk about Jesus at your job and people don't know about Jesus, guess what happens? They leave. Am I telling the truth? They'll back up. Right? They go, whoa. What's going on? But if God's working in their heart, they'll start coming around. They'll start coming around. Start coming around. And that's what I believe God wants us to do. And not only that, it refreshes our spirit and brings glory to God. Man, when I'm reading the word of God and I go through the promises of God and, and think about that, I don't know about you, but it changes my whole attitude. Now, you guys probably didn't know this. I felt terrible before I came up here. I feel good now. I really felt bad. 
Because if you're going through the low carb thing and you don't eat any cookies for like three months and you eat all you can find yesterday, you ain't feeling good. And Denise is like, another cookie? I go, yes. Don, John, don't tell him I bought that, what was that, pie? Pineapple down. I lost my mind yesterday. I was just out there. It must have been the heat. We was out there, man, all these people were cooking stuff and everything else. And then I go to a food truck and I'm eating all this stuff and everything else. And I go, I don't feel good. <laughs> she goes, really? I did pray over my food, though. But man, but my whole thing is it refreshes our spirit. Man, when I, I start talking about God and start sharing about things in the power of praise, everything starts to slip away. All those other things that are kind of nibbling on you just kind of fall off. And I thank the Lord that, you know what, that there is power in praise and that he's worthy. And guess what? He delights in our praise. Think about that. Do you just set some time around, set it to the side, and say, you know what, today, at this minute, this time, whether it's my ride home, my ride to work, whatever, I'm going to praise the Lord. I challenge you to do that. Not just today, but every day. Let's start today. I don't care. When you're singing in the shower, praise the Lord. When you dump in the trash, thank you, Lord, I got so much stuff, I'm going to throw it out. Man, whatever it is, there's no reason you can't praise the Lord, right? Even in the midst of those things. How many people got insurance? Praise the Lord for your insurance. You know, we got a roof over our head. Praise the Lord for that. Hey, you know what? We got all, the, all those things that seem big here, and I'm not saying they're not. You got something even better you got a father in heaven that loves you. You've got somebody that laid down their life for you to bring you back into the family, amen? Somebody, with all them feet stopping, man. We ought to be praising the Lord because we got a God that says, you are worth it, man. You're worth it. He sees your best on your worst day. He says, you're forgiven. I'm setting you in the family. And I'm going to tell you what, right there, that's something to praise God about. So many times we look through things and I said, Lord, I, I, I want to be a delight to the Lord. How about you guys? How about your kids sometimes? When, when you think they're not listening, they're not listening, they come up with something, you go, they weren't listening. You know? Have you had that happen? If not, keep praying, it'll happen. Sooner or later. It's amazing. You know, you think they're not listening. I bet you sometimes the Lord probably going, he's not listening. He's not listening. But I'm still loving him. And I'm still speaking to him. And I'm still forgiving him because I know there's a purpose in your life. I know there's a purpose in your life. Let's find that purpose. Lord, show us that purpose, right? It may be different the how you do it, but what you do by glorifying God, it's going to be the same purpose there. It's going to be sharing what he's done in your life. Everybody's got a story. When's the last time you told somebody your story? Matter, matter of fact, let me change that. When's the last time you so shared his story? Your, your story is great if his greatness is in it, right? And, and please, when I share these stories, I pray that it's not about the buddy story. It's about the greatness in those stories of God bringing me through the other side of those stories because he's worthy, amen? And I want people to know about that. So we need to die to doubt. We need to, to walk in the power of praise. I'm going to bring it on home with this. It's still your choice. It's still your choice. Look at this. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout to the rock of all our salvation. Man, how often do you celebrate the joy of the Lord? It don't have to just be on Sundays. It doesn't just have to be when, when things are going good. How often do we fix our eyes on the Lord? Do we die to doubt by feeding our faith? How much do we walk in the power and lift up his praise 
the thing is, it's a choice. And I pray today that we choose. Now I'm going to get around to it. Maybe someday, maybe when I feel better, maybe when things are going a little bit easier, we praise the Lord. I say today is the day that he's worthy. And let's praise him. Let us pray. Father, I thank you today that you are worthy, Lord. I pray today that we make the choice. We make the decision that God is good all the time because we know it's true. Lord, that we make a decision right now that we're going to walk with you and, 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 and spend time with you, Lord, so that you continue to cultivate in our heart what you want us to do, how you want us to live, how you want us to be a light in the darkness. And if you're listening today and you're sitting here today and you say, but that, that sounds good, but I, I don't understand how to plug in the pieces. It's by faith. You had faith in your car that it was going to start today. You had faith that, you know, what, that when you woke up today that the, the sun was going to be shining. How much more faith can we have in God that created everything? The one who gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. I pray today. If you've never called on the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sin, that today is the day. You say, buddy, what do what, what I need to do? We need to trust in the gospel of Christ. The gospel is this, is the good news that Jesus came. He is the son of God. That he poured out his blood for our sin and our remission of sin. And, and he died. And on the third day, he rose. And that was the atonement. That's what purchased us out of our sin. But you got to receive it. And you receive it by faith. If you believe that today, it's not just mumbling words. It's by faith. Ask God to forgive you. Lord, I know that I sin. Lord, but I know that you're the remedy for that. Lord, I believe you're the son of God that removes our sin. Lord, I ask you to come into my life and forgive me, Jesus. Father, I believe you're the son of God. And I believe that you gave your life for me and poured your blood out for me that you were beaten and bruised for me and that you died and on the third day you rose and Lord you ascend into heaven and sit on the right hand side of God to intercede for us I call on you today Lord save me forgive me of my sin you are my savior and I am your child in Jesus name amen friends if you prayed that prayer today don't leave without telling somebody about it because we want to rejoice with you and, and continue to help you get plugged in. If you guys are online and you have any questions about anything today, hey, send us a, a private message. We'd be glad to talk to you. We love you. We'll see you. Share the message. Bye-bye.